Welcome to the Wally Show After Castle, the stuff we did not get to during the course of the show today. I wish Gavin was here. He had to step out and uh, go take care of him family-wise um, because he was at uh, Rolling Hills, our 20th anniversary message and service last night, or yesterday, rather, on Sunday. And normally we meet at five different campuses all over, you know, Nashville area. And this time they did it at the Ryman, which is a historic venue downtown. With all five locations coming together. Exactly. And and it's an old church. And there's a history behind the Ryman that I didn't realize. It was started like in 1800 and something. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a church. Yeah. But have you been on the tour or anything or learned about it? I'd like to. Yeah. I guess like there were all these, like this guy was a fisherman or whatever. And they were having these impromptu meetings and Bible stuff. And he's like, we should really have a church. And he kind of spearheaded it Mm -hmm. out of kind of a rough place or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I did not know that. Um, but we went there and so, uh, Betty Rock used to go to our church and, and I'll tell you, it was, it was cool. I didn't want to go. We talked a little bit about that on the show. That's putting it lightly. Yeah. I did not want to go. I was very vocal about it. <laughs> um, and we've talked about it here on the aftercast too. Like I, we started in a movie theater 20 years ago. I've only been going there for five years, maybe something like that. Uh, so I don't have the whole history with it. Um, but I thought, oh, that would have been really cool to do it back where you started. But then when I see how many people we had and the logistics of it and, and all the things they did, I'm like, okay, I get why you did it at the Ryman. And, and I was really glad I went. I, you know, I kind of was like, I don't want to go downtown. I don't want to pay for parking. That's how it always goes though. Like you dread it, you dread it, yeah. you dread it. And then you get there and you're like, okay, that was fun. Yeah. And it really But you're was. also glad that it's over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Fun while I was there, and then having to leave and get out of a parking garage for after church was just infuriating. No, thank you. Um, but it, it's interesting though too because we had to line up to get in, and I literally made the joke. I'm like, this is like being at Hillsong in New York because in Hillsong Church in New York, you wait in a queue mm-hmm. to go in, and, and it's like a line at a concert. You know, <laughs> it was just it was just kind of really weird. I'm but not, no, we go in and uh, we have the service and I'll tell you, our worship team had never sounded better because we meet in a warehouse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The acoustics are horrible. And so all of these people, and they were turned too, like they were like excited to be there and do this. Oh, of course. They're playing on a historic stage mm-hmm. and so it was a big deal for all of them and they brought their A game, sounded great and and they killed it. And you've, you've probably heard me talk about this before, like Carrie Underwood goes to our church, okay? And she never sings like she's never on stage there. It's like, that's for her to go to church and just be part of church, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I think it's great, but they actually had asked her, you know, to do something. And she did, uh, two songs. And, but what's, what, here's, what's really cool is how it all went down. So, the pastor talks about a friend of his who wrote a song that he's known this guy since college and he's a country writer and he wrote a song called something in the water and he comes out and starts playing and he sings the first verse in the chorus, but Carrie had recorded that song. Mm -hmm. And so then she comes out and finishes the song. Nobody says anything. No one hoots and hollers like, you know, she just came out. She just walks Mm -hmm. out and finishes the song and, and kills it. And uh, at the end of the song, everybody kind of claps a little bit. And uh, but 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 no one was like, and everybody, Miss Carrie Underwood. Like they mm-hmm. didn't even say who she was. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know any better, like I could see people going, "Oh, that girl's really good. That's the best worship girl we have." Like why <laughs> doesn't she do this every Sunday? Yeah, she must be at another location. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Because there was no fanfare behind mm-hmm. it, so everyone claps. And then she goes on to do. Uh, the song I knew she I knew she was going to be there. Jesus take the will. No, I wish. Uh, <laughs> she did. How great thou art. It's mm-hmm. one of her best gospel songs that she does. But I'm 
I knew she was there, going to be there. I knew she was going to play, and I knew she'd do that song. And it's and so I don't like Carrie Underwood for doing that song because it's my wife's cry song, her eyes out, because it reminds her of her mom. It was her mom's favorite song. Mm-hmm. And the minute the line, the first note hits, and <laughs> Carrie hits the first lyric, the first syllable, of the first lyric, I look at my wife, boom, just loses it because it's such a great song, and it reminds her of her mom. But then to have Carrie, like, because her favorite version is Carrie's. So then to have her at the Ryman doing this, my wife was just a mess, you know. And mm. I'm just like, just hugging her, and you know, like, it's okay, it's okay, a little pat there, uh, you know. <laughs> but like, Carrie just kills the, the song. Mm. I mean, you can see the difference of years of being on stage and just her natural talent. But you could see how all the other people who are younger in this are like antsy and 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 not spastic but like super energetic and they're 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 trying really hard and Carrie was just effortless and and mm. commanding you she know? didn't feel like she needed to no nothing to prove yeah like she was just like either accept me or don't yeah. like they say act like you've been there like she's and she's been there you know so she for everyone else is the first time right. and for her she just but she just kills it but here was the weird thing it was like she's singing and normally every Sunday we do a song after this the message and they'll start playing it and everyone stands up like really quick and worships like right away no one stands up because I think they're like I'm watching Carrie Underwood I'm at a concert mm-hmm. I'm kind of at church I don't know what to do here so no one stands up someone should have said something like yeah. on stage been like okay yeah pretty stand because it's weird because then Carrie's probably like, am I doing a good job <laughs> like like because you want the crowd to respond yeah. and then finally going into like the last chorus people started standing up and singing or singing and praising and it was it was, it was really cool and I was talking to my wife about this after church I'm like I'm like, yeah, no one stood up. I felt bad for Carrie. She's like, I know I wanted to stand up on the first line. I'm like, well, you should have then. It would have started something, you know? Um, Yeah. But she goes on. But then what was really cool was afterwards, so. They they she finishes singing and again no one says Carrie Underwood thank you the they do another song they do like a medley kind of at the end of a few different songs and and another girl that's just one of our worship leaders leads that song I would have thought they'd have Carrie keep leading but this was what was really cool so this other lady steps forward leads the song and Carrie steps back mm-hmm. and is just in the ensemble with everybody else and I'm like man that was a really cool way to handle it without mm-hmm. it being a showy show, I you like know? That, yeah. And so then, but then I found out too, because there was another guy that I'm like, I don't recognize that guy from our worship team. Maybe he's at Nolensville or something. And I just found out today that was Shay from Dan and Shay, the country duo. Mm-hmm. And he sang a whole song early on in the thing. I'm like, oh, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was him because I guess well. he, he goes to one of our, he goes to like our Nolensville church mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was, it was just, it was really cool to see like how. They handled it with her being there, being part of the church, giving something amazing to the church, like with that performance, uh, but then being humble and honoring and respectful with it. I, I thought it was a really, it was a, it was a cool thing. That's why I'm glad I went. Now, I, was, I hated getting out of the parking lot. My <laughs> wife kept calling me a grumpy old man because I was like, Did you see that guy? He's not merging. Zipper, zipper, everyone zippers. Ugh, yeah. I get it, though. I, I would know. have been the same way. So Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that was that was church. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, Lady Rock, what do you got? Uh, so it turns out that Rust is the the movie the 
the Western movie that Alec Baldwin was doing, it's still going to continue. Um, and Alec Baldwin will continue starring in it. This is fascinating. It is fascinating because he could be uh, charged with, or he was, involuntary manslaughter. Yes, he was. I guess they brought charges, but then they haven't obviously done anything with the trials yet. Right. But um, a new attorney for the movie says that the production will now have, quote, on-set safety supervisors and union crew members and will bar any use of working weapons mm-hmm. or any ammunition. I would have thought that <laughs> was a no-brainer. Right. Like, I was, um, I'm, I'm in the middle of listening to Ron Howard's autobiography. Oh, that's cool. And he talks about being a young boy on the set. And there's one part where he's like in a Western, and I forget... He, show, he he said that there was an actor on set that showed him, maybe it was Johnny Cash in a random movie that he mm-hmm. was doing, but that the 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 gun couldn't even fire. Yes. Like it was it was yeah. a prop gun. So they're so good at like making things look real when right. they're really not. Why it wasn't a gun made that yeah, way. Yeah, why was it a real gun that could potentially yeah, fire? Yeah, that makes no sense. Well, you remember after it was after one of the shootings Maybe it was Russ. I don't. Maybe it was Russ. I don't know. But what's his name? The Rock was in another action movie, and they said we're not going to use real guns in this movie now mm. because of that. And all the sound effects get added in anyway later. It really and makes so, no yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. You look at airsoft guns because again, I did a deep dive on airsoft guns looking for a hobby this weekend. And outside of the little orange cone on the nozzle that denotes it's an airsoft gun. If you take that off, they are designed to look like regular real guns. Yeah. And you'd never know. You'd yeah, never it, know. It just doesn't make sense to me why anyone feels the need to have an actual gun on yeah. set. Like, me, as a general public person watching the film, I would not be able to Never tell know. the difference between a real one and a fake one. Because you can make one. I mean, they make them out of metal, too. Like, I could see if, like, it's a toy and it's so light, you you don't act like you would with a real one. Because, like, ah. Oh. But, like, mm-hmm. so for realism and being in that moment, having a weighted handgun that fires and looks like a real one. Yeah, but why you've got to have the real working one? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And it is interesting, too, that Alec is continuing to be in the movie be in the movie and do it. And Helena Hutchins, the lady who was sadly killed, her husband is an executive producer on the film now, and they're yeah. going to finish it, yet he's going to be charged with a crime during this. That could be awkward, it's, as all get out. It's really weird. Yeah, and you know, and it, it would be even weirder if they decide to finish the whole rest of the movie without guns. So the first half has everybody shooting and stuff and the second half it's like finger guns <laughs> pew or they're just pew, giving pew, pew. mean words to each yeah, other yeah how dare you let's sir. have a showdown in the middle of the streets i think your hat's funny you know like, <laughs> your mom is so fat <laughs> it'll be interesting to see like once it comes out in theaters what? will you go see it no, I don't think yeah, so. I will. But just to see what people, if will it get a lot of money from the box office or will it not? That'll be interesting. Or will it go straight to DVD? Like even though that. that scene was technically not in the movie because they were just rehearsing it, where the lady lost her life, people will know. Like insiders will leak like what scene it was, where it is in the movie, and I do think people will go see it as just a curiosity. Maybe. Um, and and but then is the movie any good? That's the the yeah. test too. Like. Is it act, was it actually going to be a good movie? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would go see it. I think. Uh, speaking of of guns, this was a weird story. Um, that shooting that happened in Monterey Park, California, where this guy walks into a dance uh, studio like a ballroom thing and killed five people. You're like, yeah, 
I didn't hear. I thought it was 10. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. He killed 10. You're absolutely right. Uh, there were other people that were injured, but they uh, they survived. Five people were other people were injured, but 10. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it until I got to work this morning. Yeah, it's just really weird. This is the thing, though. This is what's really weird. When you start reading headlines and then you read into stories, uh, this was the headline I, I woke up to this morning. Asian Americans say Monterey Park killings revive fears, trauma of rising anti-Asian hate around the U.S., and you think, okay, this was a racially motivated shooting. Great. Here we go again. Uh, what what white guy went and shot up this place, mm-hmm. you know? And then when you dig into the story, it was a 72-year-old Asian man. And you're like, wait, why are you making this a race thing? Like, yeah. why are you—your headline is Revived Fears of Trauma Rising of Anti-Asian Hate Around the U.S. Can you say it's anti-Asian hate when it was an Asian guy? Like he hates himself. He hates his, like, like I don't know. But maybe. you never. But you don't put that into the headline. Yeah, and that's where you got to be careful because if you just claim everything is racial, no one's going to believe in it. That's exactly it. It says, uh, and this was a quote like like from the president of uh, Queens College uh, in New York City uh, University of New York. He says, even if we can't be sure an attack was racial intent, it's nonetheless uh, a racial in effect. So you've made this whole article that it's a racial thing, and then you say, well, even if it's not racial, it still has a racial effect. What is wrong with you people? Like, you are going to continue to keep wedges. You are going to keep people from being on your side when you do this. Like, if you're making something racial that's not racial, it's tragic, yes, but it's not racial. So stop assigning race to everything, because you're going to create a place where people do not care anymore. And they will not support you when it really is a race issue because mm-hmm. you've cried wolf so many times and people are literally going to be like, ah, maybe you deserved it. You know, and yeah. I hate to say that, but that's the mentality of people when you jack with it so much. One day you're going to really need it and you're going to mm-hmm. need people to be behind you and circle up the wagons and stand for what's wrong. And people are going to go, eh. You know, and 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 that this is the kind of stuff that does that. It drives me nuts, man. And and I feel bad for the future. You know, for people that that really do suffer at the hands of actual racism and need their story and their message told, so that we can stop this, or at least we're never. I mean, we're, we live in a broken world. We're never going to stop it. Uh, let's be honest about that. I think I think that's the problem too. Like we like we're going to end all hate. No, you're not. We've been fighting with each other since the beginning of time. The first two, like the first family uh, of human of humans, killed each other. Like Abel killed Cain, you know, or Cain killed Abel, you know. And it's like so we have been fighting ever since. So I think yeah. it's naive to say that we're going to wipe this problem out. But we can certainly, if we can't eradicate it, we can certainly shrink it, and we should shrink it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just the update on that story because we didn't do that story today on the show. Uh, birthdays, you got any? I do. Bring them. Rosemary and Milo want to wish their mom, Anna, a happy birthday. Maybe they'll just send her that part. Like They'll just be like, hey, look, here's the, the clip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, said she got a job as our church's elementary school director. Nice. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, then we have a question from Amy. Um, she was originally wishing Richie a happy birthday, said that he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of talents. And she asked, "What is one skill that others have that you wish you had?" Oh wow! Uh, I I was just talking about this with our graphic artist. I wish I could draw. 
Like, I love when mm. people can sit there and they can tell you something and, and you're trying to follow along. Oh, here, and they sketch it out or something. Or, you know, you sit there and you just, like, draw something beautiful or draw a picture of a person like, hey, I drew this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could draw. I think that would be really great. Is there a, like, a characteristic that you wish you had? You see, you've seen other people have that you wish you had? Patience. Mm. Patience, big time. <laughs> I've tried, Rock. I just realized the Lord made me this way. And uh, he did. Yeah, he made me this way. And mm. he's like, you know what? I've made certain people to be impatient. And mm. we need those to keep us pushing forward and mm. moving forward as a society. So mm. thank you, Lord. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! Speaking of talking to the Lord like that, we were uh, we saw that the lottery like uh, w- went up again, and so like nobody won, and I had had like one lottery ticket, and so Marty goes, "Oh, it's five hundred eight million." I said, "Oh yeah, I guess we didn't win." And she goes, "Oh, did you buy a ticket?" I said, "Yeah, I bought a ticket," and I and I, and I go, "Well, sorry, Lord, you missed out on your ten percent. You didn't let me win." <laughs> She's like, "Did you really just say that to God?" I'm like, "Hey, it's just yeah. truth. You would have gotten ten percent, pretty big payday on five hundred eight million dollars." Wow, but because even He knows. You. Yeah. Yeah. Like ten, I mean, I was giving three. in the past. Yeah, three percent. Yeah. Uh, percent and a half. Yeah. Um, the skill I would like to have is sewing, oh. but I can I can do that. I just need to sit down and actually take the time to do it. And then a characteristic skill that I would like, I think I would like to be able to empathy. No, I think I would like to be able to speak my mind when the time calls for it. So if I'm angry about something right. and someone asks, why are you angry? I, I wish like there are times where you're able to just speak off the cuff and you just right. say what's the top of your head. Right. There are times where I'm jealous of that. I wish I could do that. but It I, comes with its own set of problems. That is true. <laughs> but I have learned that instead what I should do is say, and I think we talked about this. I'm a very slow processor. Like, I don't want to say something I'll regret because it will keep me up at night. Sure. So instead, I have to say, I appreciate you asking if something's wrong. Instead, I'm not sure. Um, but can you ask me a, that question again this time tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And that gives me a minute to not to think about why I'm feeling the way I am, figure out what is my fault, what is their fault, and then come to them in a more calm manner. When I was younger, like you'd get like into an insult battle with somebody or somebody would say something to you that was like insulting and and you'd like lock up and you wouldn't have anything to say. Oh. And then like an hour yep. later, you'd be like, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> like perfect comeback. That's me all the time. Yeah, I should have. I should have. <laughs> boy, if I had it all over doing it, yeah. I would say this. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. Those are ours. And that is going to do it for our aftercast today. And as always, thanks for being a potty.